Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner. I'm Karen Sharp Price. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to our podcast. We truly appreciate it. Sharp HR Career Corner is changing the conversation over the course of the next several episodes to focus on different opportunities in the area. We want to pull back the curtain, so to speak, and learn more about the company or organization. Today, we've invited two special guests, Stephanie and Johanna from Say Yes Buffalo. Thank you both for coming on and talking about your organization. Thank you for having us. This is really great. We love talking about the work that we do. Great. Well, let's start by having each of you introduce yourself and tell us your name and your title and a little short summary about what you do for Say Yes Buffalo. Sure, I'll go first. My name is Stephanie Pete. I've been um, a co-supervisor of the Internship and Career Pathways Program for about three and a half years. I've been with Say Yes for almost seven. So previously I was working in the schools um, in collaboration with the Department of Social Services, helping families who may have had some basic needs or issues at home regarding student success. For the past three and a half years, I have been working on our internship program and working with our employers locally to identify internship opportunities for our students and working on racial equity initiatives. And I am Johanna Kaplan. I am the other co-supervisor of the um, Internship and Career Pathways Program, have been the same pathway as Stephanie, was working in the schools previously, working on those same issues, and moved into the uh, other supervisor role at the same time. Um, My focus was on student outreach. So I was working to let our SAS scholars, who are students who graduated from Buffalo Public or Charter Schools and resided in the city, those scholars who are in college, about our program and to give them guidance and support through the process, getting their resumes and cover letters ready, just being there as a point person so they have somebody to go to to navigate the program and guiding them um, if they were hired for an internship. And also we work together on some uh, different professional development programming to expose students to different career pathways and to help them practice talking to professionals to get their networking skills down. Wow, that's great. And so what, as a whole, what does Say Yes Buffalo encompass? Because it sounds like it's not just the internship program, it's it's a lot more. So can someone um, explain what the whole program does, what the whole organization does? Sure, so we launched in 2012, so we're almost a decade old. Um, there's, there's about a hundred of us now. Started off with a really small team, and we grew. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's all the time. <laughs> we're a pretty um, large organization now. Um, we're known for our, our our promise scholarship. So students who live in the city of Buffalo and graduate from Buffalo Public and Charter High Schools have access to our last dollar tuition scholarship. So that covers all of SUNY and CUNY schools. And then there's over a hundred private colleges as well in our packs, including all of the Ivy Leagues. So that's what we're known for, and that's what we started out with, with the scholarship. 
um, but then quickly realized that they, there needed to be more wraparound supports for students and their families in order to actually access the scholarship. So you can kind of think of us as cradle to career. We have programming, more than a dozen programs that support um, young people from early childhood all the way through the career in where we are now, yeah, to help, to help support students in their academic journey. Okay. And at what age do you start wor- working with a child? So depending on the program, it's, it starts with just family. So it could be before, <laughs> before children are even born, like our Saturday academies are open to the community. So there's academic and enrichment activities going on in 23 community schools in the district. Um, we have an early childhood initiative. We have parent centers to support parents, um, you know, with regular family things and, you know, vocational aspirations. So I guess it depends on how you look at it. But yeah, yeah that's an incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. So so it sounds like the scholarship piece started first. And yeah. then and then you started thinking bigger picture about opening up an internship program. Is that is that right? So the internship kind of came a little later than the other support. Okay. Yeah. Our internship program, it launched as a pilot about six years ago. Um, and then we received some funding to expand it. And that's when Johanna and I came on about three and a half years ago. Okay. So students that live in the city are open to this program. And, and any of them can be a part of this if, if they've never heard of Say Buffalo, but I don't know how they could know, or sorry, Say Yes Buffalo, then they could get some information and, and participate if they wanted to. Is that correct? The internship program? Yeah. If they're from yep. the city? Yep. If they're a, currently a college student um, and they graduated from the city, I went to a city school, um, and we can verify that absolutely. They're eligible to apply for our, our paid internships. Okay. I'll let Johanna hop in if she wants. That's more of her lane, the student. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because um, there's different parameters for the actual scholarship aspect of CIS. You have to have attended one of those high schools for at least 9th through 12th grade unless there are extenuating circumstances. But for our program in particular, we really just focus on where did you graduate from? What high school? And did you, if it was a charter school, did you live in the city during that time? So it opens up the reach a little bit more. And then for any of those students who do meet that one specific criteria, once they're in college, then they are eligible for our internship program. So it's not for high school students, it is for our college students. And they have to have completed two full semesters of college before their internship starts. Because, you know, it's a big transition to college. You need that time uh, to just acclimate to the difference in the academics, in the culture, and the new independence. So uh, the benefit, though, is that during a student's freshman year, they can apply for that summer internship because by the time that internship starts, they'll have those two full semesters completed. Okay. And what types of internships do you provide? What kind of companies are you uh, collaborating with to, to offer these opportunities? So pre-COVID, we're actually working with 50 to 60 employers a year. Um, So we try to be as broad as possible, just recognizing that students want to, they want to do everything. We have students who want to be doctors and lawyers and others who want to be social workers and artists. As Johanna would engage with students, then I would try to go um, and find opportunities to match what they're interested in. So we've worked with companies like M&T, Tesla, Albright Knox, um, Erie County, Buffalo and Erie County Library, um, you name it. we we probably either, either collaborate or we're, or, work, or we're working on one. Um, oh. We had a, had a few internships in the healthcare field, so it's pretty expansive. Yeah, sounds like it. Is the internship, is there any requirements for length of time or, or how long a student works with somebody? 
So generally speaking, summers are bread and butter. Just that's just when students are more available. They're not in class. So our general ask is 10 weeks, 20 hours per week. That's just best practice for um, project-based work. Um, so about 200 hours, but we have some employers who go beyond that. We have some employers who are full-time. The great thing about our program is we don't really restrict that as far as what the employers are looking for. So if an employer needs students who are full-time and they want to have an internship that's much longer, that's totally up to the employer and the student. We just make the connection and it's up to them to agree on the parameters of it. Okay. Do you also uh, work with the actual colleges and universities that the students are going to? Or is this, is it, you know, do you work in collaboration with them to help your students? Or do you just do this for the students? Because I know, like, I, I work with Damon, sort of doing the same thing, but like for the students at Damon, for the business department. And I'm constantly trying to create relationships with businesses in the Buffalo area to try to find a good fit for the student in that. We have a certain requirement of hours that they have to fulfill and things like that. But it sounds like that's very similar to what you do, but I just wondered if you also work with colleges when they have a student from the city of Buffalo. Does that work too? Yeah, we do work with the colleges for um, outreach and engagement, but not for the specific internship as far as the student getting school credit. Or that internship. So what we tell students, one of the really big benefits of our program is that they are all paid internships. We believe in young people being paid for their time and labor, and especially students coming out of the Buffalo district who uh, often need to make sure that they're pursuing paid opportunities during the summer. They don't always have the luxury of taking those free opportunities, but internships are the pathway to uh, careers. So it is really important that they're able to engage in these opportunities. So we really believe in them being paid. Um, So what we tell students is that, well, we're taking care of the paid part. I mean, employers pay for the internships, but, you know, we're making sure that you get paid for your time as you should. And if you can navigate getting school credit for this as well, fantastic. We fully support you, but we are not an academic institution. So we don't take part in that process. So because most of our internships are over the summer and getting school credit is tuition money, a lot of the time that's not happening, but we do have students who need the internships to graduate and we do have a handful of internships during the school year. So sometimes it will happen. So, but we really work closely with the colleges more for that outreach and education, making sure that students who are eligible for our program know about us and know that we are a resource and even getting the, the term internship on their radar because even though, you know, we know that career centers on college campuses are talking about this all the time and have all the supportive services, sometimes students, for whatever reason, just still aren't engaging. So because they they know about Say Yes from when they were in high school, uh, we can kind of be that bridge where we help, you know, just push that message a little bit further, provide additional opportunities, and really encourage them to use their career centers but just working closely. Uh, we all have the same goal, which is to help the students. So it's, it's been a really great collaboration with our local colleges. That's amazing that you have all paid uh, internships. <laughs> Kudos to you to do that because that's hard. So just um, half of our students in, in Buffalo Public Schools are coming from households of a combined income of $25,000 or less. And that's what we're pulling from for our interns. So a lot of students are working through college. You know, they're, you know they may not have a ton of financial support from home. So making these paid ensure that they're able to actually participate because would you take an unpaid internship or would you keep your part-time job? Right. Uh, They have to make that decision often. So we try to make it um, accessible to as many students as possible. 
that's, and that's, that's great. Reason, oh, sorry. That's another reason why we do it over the summer, because if, if a lot of our students, not all, but a lot do have those part-time jobs that are a necessity, not just something else to do. And if we focus this during the school year, they have full course loads, they have those part-time jobs, they're studying, they may have family obligations. It's not really feasible for a lot of our students to do these internships during the school year. By doing it over the summer, it opens it up so that hopefully the classes are off their plate and they might still have all the other life obligations, but they can keep that part-time job and do a part-time internship and not sacrifice that sorts of income or sacrifice these really necessary opportunities for professional development and exploration because yeah. it's really to the point where even when you're looking for your first job after college they you know employers expect to see some internship experience yes and it's really set you behind and not even be part of the running if you don't have those opportunities so it's it's um a way for us to help students achieve equity by making sure that they have these pathways and help build their network when they might not have the organic social capital in their in their environments and uh, just create open up more pathways for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that I stress so much um, at Damon is that you got to have those internships. And, and the more internships you have, the better, because the more experience that you have, if you're if you think about it, how many colleges, how many students are graduating at the same time, and what kind of experiences do they have, and you're going up against those people who are having those internships. So it's vital. You almost you have to have the internship. How many of your students will do multiple internships, or do they just try to get the one done? A lot of them. We end up having a lot of students come back the next summer and applying for more internships. Um, you know, we've had at times some students have had more than one internship in a summer if they didn't have, you know, those, uh, if they didn't have other obligations that would not allow them to do that. We have had at times students having two part time internships. But we get a lot of students coming back. They come to see us as a resource and a place of support. So, and especially because, um, through suggestions from one of our employers, we expanded our program after our first summer that Stephanie and I were working and added on uh, summer professional development workshops. So we do it. Uh, we were doing a series of six workshops just to supplement students' technical learning on the internship, on the job training. These are more of those soft skills um, that help just supplement so that they got a really full, rounded, you know, full experience so that they could take that on to the next position, and but then you know implement what they were learning in the workshop in real time because they were working. So students really saw us as like a really big support and that they had good experiences, fortunately, that's really important to us, but they get real project-based work. It's not filing all summer, not that there's no filing, every job is <laughs> and you know, that's a learning experience as well, yeah. but really making sure that they have hands-on project-based work that they're able to speak to for future experiences, learn about their field. So they have such good experiences, they come back. And we see a lot of repeat students coming back from summer to summer. And we see the word of mouth uh, growing as well so that new students find out about us because their friends had an internship and they have that positive experience. And they tell yeah. their friends, hey, you need to look into this for next summer, especially during the pandemic. We heard from a lot of students where once the pandemic hit, I mean, it affected our program as well. We didn't have as many opportunities. But that was not just us, that was everybody. And students really struggled to find these internship experiences. And we still were able to hire, you know, not at the volume that we were before, but get a lot of students hired for the summer and they express such gratitude. They have such a direct pipeline to internships with the support of the program where they found that they actually did have that summer internship, whereas their friends were not able to find one. 
Yeah, I mean, from where I come from, that is an incredible um, thing that you're doing because finding an internship is really difficult for some students. It, it just is. Just, you know, sometimes they're very shy or introverted and they don't like to get out there and put themselves out there. You know, like the whole networking piece and getting comfortable is really to a level of maturity as they move on. And, and you can see the difference from a freshman to a senior. It, it's amazing how much how much change they go through in four years. But, but for you to help them along the way. And I was going to ask you about that professional development piece because getting the internship is one thing, but then becoming a professional in that environment is a whole other story. And knowing how to interact, resume, I don't know if you do LinkedIn profiles, networking, conversations, all of that is a huge piece. So it sounded like that's kind of what you were talking about is that six week period where you have courses that they take. Go ahead, Steph. You can you, you facilitate more of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, LinkedIn is actually we we've been doing that consistently for a few years now. We think it's such a powerful tool. We've seen students get like recruited, and you know I post about our students all the time, and employers will say, you know, occasionally, hey, where is the student? I you know we've had these opportunities, so we've been really big about them creating their personal brand and you know highlighting the work that they're doing. Like you said before, it's a competitive you know market after they graduate. And LinkedIn is a really powerful tool to help them um, get ahead of the curve, kind of. Yes. Um, so yeah, our, our PD involves um, different topics. We tweak it a bit every single year. So, you know, communication and body language, diversity and inclusion. We've done project management, financial literacy, just to give them tools to use in real time during their internship to like really enhance the experience. Yeah, that that's great. That's a you give them the full package, which really gives them the more self confidence when they go out there and actually interact with these businesses. So that that's amazing. So usually at the end of my my conversation with my guests, I ask them to give some advice to to our listeners. And for this piece for this episode, I'm hoping that college students in the in the Buffalo area will will take advantage of this opportunity because it is an amazing opportunity that you're giving them that I mean I from where I sit I'm trying to help students at Damon and we're sort of doing the exact same thing I offer classes that they have to take before they actually graduate and one of them is do you know what you want to do and how do you find your path and then I follow them through an internship and then at the very end before they graduate they take the last class which is how do you actually get a job after graduation because everybody gets that diploma and then they they come back and they go now what I don't know what to do with it (laughs) so um, (laughs) yeah yeah it's a big and and you know what I see is it's almost like a deer in headlights because they go through school elementary, middle, high school, college, and then all of a sudden that structure is gone and they wake up the day after graduation and they're like, my life is my own and I don't know what to do with it. Like, I'm not sure where to go next. So, yeah. um, so preparing them for what that feels like and even talking about how do they feel. I mean, some of them will say, I'm a little scared. I, you know, like I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and you forget. I mean, we. I forget. It, it hasn't been that long, but it has been long enough where <laughs> I put those memories behind me. I forget how it felt to have those first interviews. 
um, yeah. and go through that process. And it, it is a little, it's, it's a little intimidating. Can I just add one Yeah, point? absolutely. Um, that's one of the benefits of our program is that we kind of mimic that real world experience. So students are not placed in internships, they have to apply and then it's up to the employer if they are offered an interview and then hired. So some students journey with our program may stop at the application process and they might not go any further. Some may stop at the interview process and might not go any further. But what I tell them when I am presenting the program is that you get benefits at each one of those points. If all you do is apply and I don't even, all you do is minimizing it. Yeah. If, if you get to the point where you apply and it doesn't go any further, you've now learned how to do a resume and a cover letter. And that's huge, especially cover letters. They're both very overwhelming skills. Mm -hmm. And cover letters are, you know, back from when we actually mailed out our resumes and cover letters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I did resume paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so students don't always realize the, that why a cover letter has to be written in a certain way and formatted in a certain way. So those are huge skills that employers expect to see. So they, you know, that's already, you're ahead of the game because you learn how to do that. If you get to the interview phase and you don't get any further, I always tell them your, your first interview should not be for that job after college that you really want. You don't want to wait for that to be your first interview because no. interviews are <laughs> nerve wracking for the majority of us very again specific skill set learning how to talk about yourself and show off your skill set in a natural way that's awkward so you want to practice that so the more you apply and the more interviews you get for those internships the more you practice that and again i always push the career centers because they'll do those mock interviews and give you feedback you don't get feedback from job interviews your feedback is did you get the job did you not get the job and if you don't get the job it doesn't mean you did a bad job it means somebody else was more qualified but you don't know how you did because you're not going to get any more specific feedback. So there's such essential learning points at every point throughout the process, but it also gets them used to what is this process like in the real world, which is helps normalize that you don't get every job that you go for. These are the steps that you take. This is how you follow up. This is how you prepare. And it's such, such an important education piece. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to piggyback off of that. And what's so really what's really great about our employers is that they're really invested in this program. And a lot of times they'll give us feedback on like how the interview went for that student. So I can give that to Johanna to maybe coach them on their next opportunity. Um, so that's like you don't like she said, you don't get that in the real world. Um, no. So we try to make this as realistic as possible, but support it along the way. It's that silence that we get after an interview yeah. that that really is crushing <laughs> to to people because um, you know, back when I was an HR person, I would actually answer the phone if someone called and was asking questions. But nowadays, most people don't hear anything. The phone does not get picked up. You can't have that communication. It's just a wall. And so if you start to hear that silence um, for a while, you start to look back at yourself. What am I doing wrong? But you don't know at what part you're doing th right. something wrong. So you are providing and exposing them to all of this before it becomes real. And and the more they get to um, send their applications and you know, everything being online is is difficult. It, it's funny, it's like what you know, it's like reading a clock versus everything's digital now. I say to my students, 
you know, 10 or 15 years ago, we used to have paper, we used to have an envelope, we used to type the envelope out, and we used to mail it and then have to wait to hear. And then we get a phone call on the phone on the wall, and we'd answer it. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? Like, that, those days aren't even you know, there for them to even remember. So the the whole job application process has changed so drastically for, for everybody. And they don't get to appreciate all of that right now because they only know online applying. Right. But but it's, it's very um, technical. And so they also have to have all those technical skills as well and the ability to interact. So I, you, are, you are giving them such a, a valuable lesson um, so early on. So th- this is a, an amazing opportunity for them. So I hope that they appreciate it. And I have to say on LinkedIn, it must be Stephanie that I see her, uh, her postings, because that's kind of what caught my eye in the very beginning. And that's how I really started looking into um, Say Yes Buffalo was because you would like spotlight a student who had just completed an internship. And I thought, wow, that's really amazing. And then I kept seeing them. And I'm like, wow, they've really got a lot of them going on here. <laughs> so, so I said, I got to reach out and find out what's going on over here. She does an incredible, incredible job with those spotlights of our students. It's, I leave it up to her because I am an 80-year-old woman inside and I write like <laughs> one, so I will not do them justice in the way that they deserve. So I just share everything that Stephanie posts because it's done so brilliantly. Yeah, no, they're very professional looking. So yes, I I absolutely, they caught my eye and and that's what got me to uh, reach out to you both. So what advice, I mean, because you're dealing with college students. So what advice would you give to students trying to figure out what they want to do? Because most of the time, you know, like this is the way I look at it. There are three areas. One, I have absolutely no idea what I want. Two, I have a couple ideas, but I just don't know which way to go. And three, I know exactly what I want to do. And even those that know exactly what they want to do, once they start college, something changes. And they're like, I don't know, maybe this is not what I want to do. Sometimes the idea of what you want to do, and that's not what it looks like in practice. No, no. So so what kind of advice do you give um, college students to try to help them figure all of this out? Yeah, it's really funny you phrase it that way, because when I do my presentation for this program, I go over all those three scenarios and let them know that all three are completely normal. And really, I present internships as one of the solutions to that. So it has all the benefits that we've discussed already, but it also has the benefit of career exploration. So you, we really, that's why Stephanie has worked so hard to diversify the types of internships that we have, um, so that students have those opportunities to do career exploration in fields that they're interested in. We can't get to everything, you know, especially since it is paid through our program, you know, there's other ways to get internships out there as well. So one of my biggest pieces is just find that internship, do internships as much as you can to do that exploration. And it will either confirm for you that you are on the right path and you really do like what you think you like. And then you're building your professional network as you go, which is incredible. Or it lets you know that maybe you're not on the right path and you don't like what this looks like in the real world. And if you do this early enough on, it gives you time to pivot in college so that you are able to find a path that is something that you are more passionate about. So you graduate with a degree that you can use after college. And then for the ones that just don't know, again, internships are ways to figure that out. And I tell them this is like the safest way to explore careers because it is short term through us, it's paid, so you're getting paid to figure out what you want to do, that's amazing. And if you don't like it, you don't do it anymore. And if you do like it, keep going. I mean, it's the best way to figure this out. So internships, to me, is one of the biggest ways. 
I also would say, please use your career center. There's such a wealth of information and support and resources that I think is very underutilized. And I'm guilty of that. I did not use it enough when I was in college. Fortunately, I had my father, who's like a career center and a human being, but you know, I still should have used it. And not everybody has somebody who's been down this path in their family that they can rely on for that. It can be intimidating. It can be overwhelming when you have so much on your plate already, but just take that step for yourself and invest in yourself and go there. They will teach you how to do these things that we've talked about today so that you are not, you don't have to go through this on your own because it is, it is overwhelming. So use the support that you have on campus whose sole purpose is there to help guide you through these experiences. And they have access to internships, a wealth of internships as well. They may not be paid, but they could be school credit. And then I would say do informational interviews. You want to talk, if you don't get an internship or you don't have time for an internship, you know, there could be other reasons. Do those inf- do these informational interviews where you find somebody who's doing what you are interested in and you ask them about their career path. People love talking about their career journeys and their what they do for a living and how did they get there. Everybody will be happy to talk to you. So again, I know that seems intimidating to do like a cold reach out to somebody that you may not know and ask them to talk about their path. But most people will respond so positively. So mm-hmm. using LinkedIn to do some searches to see who's doing jobs you're interested in. Send them a message, connect with them. Always send a message as you reach out. Don't just reach out when they don't know who you are. And then ask to just schedule, you know, half an hour chat so it doesn't take up too much time in their day. But then you can get that information. So you learn more, you know, this is what I think this job is and making sure that you really get that job. And learning the, learning about the pathway is also so important because I think a lot of college students think that it is a straight shot from high school, college, either job or graduate school, then job. And it's just a straight line. If you deviate from that straight line, you're not doing something right. And I don't know very many people that have had that straight line. It is a winding journey and it's hard to see the end of that path or the midpoint or any other point in the distance on that path when you're in high, when you're in college. But when you're on the other end of it or at some midpoint, you look back and you're like, oh, all those twists and turns kind of worked out to put me where I am now. And that's pretty great. So just the more you normalize that and hear from people about their winding pathway, um, the more I think it helps take away some of that anxiety as you're starting to graduate about maybe not knowing what you want to do or not being where you are right then. You very rarely get your dream job after college, but each point is a stepping stone. So those would be my big three internships, career centers and informational interviews. One of the assignments that I have for my students is to do an informational interview and I tell them, you know, use the idea that you're in college and do more. Because if you say to them, I have an assignment and it's for college class um, and I need to talk to you about what you do, they're so willing to, to talk. And it is very difficult for somebody, if I if I go back to when I was in college and had to ask somebody that, it, it is super intimidating. But to get that information from them, that's just the first step. Because if it sounded interesting through that informational interview, then maybe shadow them for a half a day just to see, okay, what's the real life like? If that works out, then try the internship. But there's so many different things that you can do before you take your time and invest that time into it. 
I remember back when I was doing an internship, I did mostly the filing. <laughs> and, and that was like my internship had nothing to do with what I was really looking for. But I needed to, to do an internship and I just picked something. Um, but nowadays, you really have to be more strategic about it. And, and you need to have that on your resume to have a direct link. And I always say the same thing that you said, the zigzag is what's making the story interesting. And that's why I started the podcast was because I interview people just about their their um, journey. And, and most of the time, their journey zigzags all around. But within those zigzags comes opportunities and those opportunities did develop them into who they are today. So yes, absolutely. Stephanie. Yeah, and I think the, sorry, I just said one more question uh-huh. the inspirational interviews is that often the jobs that are out there that you may love, you don't naturally know about. So it is, it's hard to know every type of job there is out there, even within one field. Like I was a psychology major and all I knew of was professor, research, therapist. And I didn't want to do any of those. I'm like, well, I don't like anything else. This is the only topic I'm interested in. What am I supposed to do? And fortunately, a friend who was older mentioned that she was going into school to be a social worker. I'm like, what is that? And it sparked my entire career. So, but even within social work, it's such a big nuanced field that the work that I'm doing now, I had no idea about when I was in undergrad or grad school. And I could not have told you that I wanted to do this, which I love and I'm passionate about and feel so fortunate to do. I couldn't have told you that this was my life path because I didn't know it existed. And this job didn't exist when I was in grad school. Maybe it existed in some form somewhere else, but this specific position did not exist when I was in grad school. So how could I have told you I wanted to do it? So it's even more important to talk to people because they can let you know about potential career paths and opportunities that you're not even aware of to put on your radar to explore. Stephanie, do you have anything to add to that? Um, Yeah, I want to have some advice for employers. So our internship program is absolutely a a diversity and inclusion initiative. Um, 80% of our young people identify as people of color. So it's really important for us to center our work in race equity. Um, and just a statistic that we always like to use, in 2018, the Partnership for Public Good released a study and they published that in the private sector workforce, 91.8% of people identify as white. So that's a huge disparity with, you know, what our students look like and how they identify and, you know, the opportunities, many of our opportunities are in the private sector and that's a goal of ours is to help diversify the, the pipelines to, you know, uh, private sector opportunities. So for me, I would say for um, employers, my biggest piece of advice is um, when you're looking to, because everyone's, you know, about DEI nowadays, and they want to diversify and make more inclusive opportunities, take a look in and see what you're doing um, internally first. Like, is it a place where you can welcome diverse talent and have them be included? So do you have a dedicated DEI strategy? Like, what work have you done to have an inclusive onboarding experience? What does mentoring look like in your organization? How are you supporting people? What does psychological safety look like for people in your organization? And I think everyone wants to hop on, let's hire, but it's, you know, do we have, do we have the mechanism and, and mechanisms in place to actually support and, you know, and, and have that environment be healthy? So that'll wow. be my piece of advice for employers. Well, I think that's that's amazing advice, and I think that people that hear, you know, oh, and in, having an intern would be great, you know, we could have them do this, this, and this, but it's a lot more responsibility, and I think they have to understand that. 
So, so thank you for sort of putting the spotlight on that because I, I think that is true. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for, for taking time today and sharing about Say Yes Buffalo. Um, I enjoyed our conversation and learning more about the organization because I see it from afar, but I didn't really know <laughs> what, what you guys did. But you you do so much of, of what I do. If you ever need um, a speaker or anything, let me know. I'd be happy to come and, and talk about any different things that I teach my own students. So I, I would love to be able to do that, you know, to help out. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Sharp HR Career Corner. If you're having a hard time trying to figure out what you want to do in a career and you need to talk with somebody, please contact Sharp Human Resources. We would love to help you out. Go to sharphumanresources-buffalo.com for more information. And before we end the, the episode, can you tell us if if there's a student in, in the Buffalo area who did not know about it, and I don't know how they wouldn't, but if they didn't, who do they contact? How do, how do they find out more information? So students can actually go to the Stay Up Buffalo website and navigate to the internship page on there, and it outlines all about our program. It's where internship opportunities are posted and contact information is listed as well. Great. So students can reach out if they have any questions about the process, but also each internship that is posted there is a full internship job description that is extremely detailed on purpose. Um, to give students all the information they need about the position, the requirements, the application instructions, and contact information. Great. And I'll include that in the bottom of the podcast as well so people can see the link. So thank you again, both of you, for for being on. If you're listening and you enjoy listening to our podcast, I encourage you to download the podcast, leave a comment, and share with others you know. We recently received over a 1,000 downloads, which we're so excited. So thank you very much. The more downloads and comments and likes our podcast receives, the better our ratings and the easier we can be found. So thank you in advance. Until next time. Be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.